Hey everyone, this is Christopher Luxon, the former CEO of Air New Zealand. This is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. This is Travis Chappell, founder of Build Your Network. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change, to navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, my very good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. I think, um, yeah, I was really, it's always uh, interesting listening to uh, the, you know, your profile being read, you know, and you think, oh, geez, you know, trying to reflect on all of those those moments because when I do reflect on it, it's quite interesting to to think about all of the range of activities um, you end up getting involved with. In terms of um, a little bit more information about my background, you know, obviously Palmerston North is, is where I grew up. Both my mum and dad uh, were, were pretty keen on, on a family and we, we ended up with uh, five boys. So I've got four four brothers. Uh, we adopted another brother and two sisters. So we end up with uh, quite a, quite a big family. So, but wow. there was a six and a half year gap between my oldest brother and my youngest brother. So uh-huh. you can imagine with a six and a half year gap, not, not, not a lot of gap between us. And so we, you know, grew up in a pretty robust environment. You know, boxing and, and fighting was always top of the pops and yeah. at our house. And, um, yeah, and that was, you know, sport played a really big part in our, in our upbringing. And um, I was lucky enough to get involved with boxing, so you know, which which took me on a whole whole different pathway. Which really is is really when I think about the discussion today around leadership is changing. You know, that's a good starting point is to understand where where, where it started from. And for me, uh, sport was really that that avenue that that kicked things into into play for me around leading and and being and and part of part of a, a wider group, even though boxing was an individual sport. Yeah, yeah, cool. And sounds sounds like it was really exciting times, you know, with your with the siblings and that, and uh, growing up together with them. Hey, for you, um, how did you get into leadership? Oh, it's a really good question, um, Dennis. I um, I I was taking some notes early, and I'm thinking, well, how did I get into leadership? And the honest truth is, I I fell into it. And I, when I look back on my career and uh, in my office, I've got one of my photos. And when I was 12 years of age, uh, I was um, the captain of the, the rep team for one or two for softball. I was actually the national champion of uh, in boxing as well, but in in the softball team, that was I was that was the first time that I was in a leadership role in terms of being a being the captain of the team. And I suppose ever since then, I've kind of always had this level of expectation from others around me kind of taking a, a lead role. And again, I, like I said, I, I don't think I, it doesn't feel like I I ran towards it, but it was something that 
was in front of me quite frequently. So, you know, I, I kind of, you know, and, and when I think about my other parts of my career, when I moved into the health sector, you know, being a young Māori male in, in public health in New Zealand was quite novel. So, right. you know, it was mainly women that did the health promotion type work rather than men. And again, so it thrust me into, you know, again, a leadership role because of the uniqueness of me being in that sector. But because I, because I was boxing and obviously training to go to the Olympics, I spent a lot of time being contacted by schools. Schools would ring me and say, oh, Trevor, can you come in and talk to our students about goal setting and, you know, you're, you're off to the Olympics and what's that like? And and I um, really took the, took advantage of that opportunity and went and talked to schools. And I realistically, I developed a lot of skills during those sessions around storytelling and connection and self-awareness and developing my emotional intelligence to try and read the audience. And I think that was a real big grounding for me was – you know, being thrust in front of, you know, groups of people to to tell stories and, and to talk and try and string everything together to try and get to a point to inspire a group of young people that I was in front of. So that's, you know, it's a really cool thing to reflect on in terms of, you know, how, how far I've come, but also how far there is still to go. Yeah, yeah, great. And also influencing so many people as well, because, you know, I love to see what their stories are now mm-hmm. as a result of actually hearing somebody like yourself in the past as well, which would be Pretty interesting to hear. Hey, um, Trevor, you know who's your favourite leader? Now, this this question here is: it could be someone who's alive or from history. So, who's your favourite leader and why? It's a pretty big question because, again, I think it's hard to pinpoint any one individual. Mm-hmm. I think of over the years when I think about you know uh, leaders and mentors and people that have come in and out of my life who I've been able to learn something from or, or take something from you know it has been quite vast and I've been fortunate you know when I think about you know when the students really the teacher turns up and I've been fortunate that a number of teachers who are leaders uh, have turned up in, in my life and but the person that I'm going to talk about is a guy by the name of Amster Reedy. Amster passed away in oh, a few years ago now, in 2012. So uh, what's it, eight years? His his full name is New Amsterdam Reedy. And uh, he was named after a merchant sea carrier that took the Māori Battalion to the war. And uh, he was the eldest child of 18. And uh, 18. I, 18 children. He was the eldest of 18. Wow. And he um, became my mentor, and I really looked up to him as a, as a leader. He was he was a, an amazing man, both in terms of his cultural knowledge and the depth of his cultural knowledge, but also the way in which he was able to connect through his humility. He was inspiring, but he. You know, he he did so much for me and created so many really, really good opportunities for me. And he was the one that said to me one day, he was correcting me. You know, I'd, I'd made a mistake with something and he corrected me. And um, I felt really embarrassed, you know, that, that I was being corrected. And he said to me, because he could see that that I felt a bit of shame and a bit of embarrassment. And he said to me, the way to think about it is, you know, I'm – correcting you because I want the best for you. 
You know, I want you to be better. And ever since then, I've I've been far more comfortable with getting things wrong. <laughs> I've been yep. far more comfortable with you know people uh, providing feedback or providing input into in terms of how I could do things differently or better. You know, and I, I haven't. So that that hasn't been a, a block or a barrier for me. So you know, Amster was uh, he was an incredible um, individual. I mean, I could tell you for stories for, for days, um, Dennis. We, we travelled together overseas. We did some amazing work in the cultural space with the New Zealand Olympic team and different different organisations that he and I both worked for. Because we ended up working, joining up together and working quite closely on a range of projects that were about health and and well being. But when mm-hmm. I, I'd be sitting in the room from a cultural perspective. And there'll be a cultural piece or a welcome to our our process. And, and Amster's very was uh, amazing in terms of his level of cultural knowledge and understanding of all the rituals and so forth. And he would kick me under the table. I'm not sure if that's very um, leader leadership like, but he'd kick me under the table and go, "Hey," he'd look at me, and I'd look at him, and then, and it, the kick under the table was. It's I'm not going to that he wasn't going to stand up. He was kicking me to say, hey, can you reply? And uh, again, there was that that challenge around going, oh, OK, OK, oh, it's my turn. He wants, you know, and again, when, when, when I think about it, he was creating more opportunities for me to stand and show what I was capable of. But with his support and with him as a safety net to make sure that he was there to catch me if I needed it. And that, to me, that was uh, amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Um, leadership is such a huge topic. And I'm so grateful that we get to not only mastermind and brainstorm what that really means, but truly give um, that resource to your listeners. I'm super excited. Awesome. Great. Hey, whereabouts are you based? And tell us a little bit more about your background. Oh, I would love to. So for those of you that don't know or haven't heard of me before, I am a Minnesota mama and I was born and raised here. Love my um, area. But the cool thing about what I do here as an entrepreneur, I'm connecting with Dennis from across the world, you guys. So I really joined a new world after my son was born. My previous experience found me in the dental field loving it. Caring for patients was a huge passion of mine and still a huge um, part of my heart and soul. Probably the biggest game changer that sifted my purpose into coming to clarity was truly the moment that I actually was volunteering at a dental convention for free. It was a way for me to use my gifts and talents to really, I mean, do more of a 180 in people's lives. Dental pain is not anything to be joked about. I'm sure people have all had their <laughs> had their escapades with that, unfortunately. But to to be able to give back in a way that was using my gifts and talents and doing it in a selfless manner was something that transformed me as a person. And so when I found myself um, becoming a stay-at-home mom to be with our firstborn son, I wasn't doing that anymore. And I was like, how can I impact people? Where do I go to use my gifts and talents, my leadership, my abilities? And so I turned to the online space and that has led through many ups and downs, hills and valleys, but it's brought me to amazing places such as being here on the show with Dennis. Yeah, great. Hey, um, that's awesome. I'm so pleased to have you here. And uh, tell me something, when you say, uh, say, how many kids do you have? So I have one and one is on the way. One is on the way. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, very good. Hey, 
have you been in leadership roles? And if you so, if you have, and how did you get into those leadership roles? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So I have very much of a leadership personality, not because of um, how impressive I am or anything like that. I'm all a five feet tall guys. Um, being totally raw and honest with you, it's very much in how I carry myself, and it's been a blessing of how I was taught to learn through, you know, we all learn through our parents. They're our first and greatest teachers. And so a huge thing for me since I was young, being in a big family is another fun fact Mm -hmm. about me. Um, You have to learn to lead through the different roles. I was a middle child, so I wasn't the boss, but I wasn't the last follower either. And so throughout my life and journey, I found myself in leadership positions kind of by default. And I think the most amazing part about leadership is it doesn't matter where you come from. Because when I stepped into, say, even the dentistry field, my first job ended up being four different positions. And each position had its own level of leadership. But the biggest thing that was necessary was that communication and teamwork element and understanding, like you were sharing, what is leadership as it transforms? It could be between different roles. It could be between different people. But being able to how would you say switch from different things taught me a lot of lessons in different viewpoints in leadership and following. And so that's, I I think the dental world was probably the first time I really got to experience that the challenges and the graces that go with it, but becoming my own um, business and starting to lead myself, I would say that moment of awakening actually started when I became a mother, when I realized that this little human being that I was blessed with couldn't lead themselves. The only way that they were going to learn. And as you probably well know and have shared before, children are such a subconscious learning experience for people. And the same goes for your colleagues and coworkers that they don't have to be children, but they're learning based on how you adapt to sales calls, how you adapt to struggles in our current circumstances. Dennis, I can't tell you how many people are watching the leadership right now because they are looking for cues and how to respond. So the biggest thing for me is that subconsciously I've been given the gift of leadership and becoming self-aware of what that means for me and how I can utilize my gifts and talents, I think has been the most crucial point in showing up and delivering. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great way to do it and actually how you're showing up and actually using those talents, those skills, that learning. And the paradigms, I mean, as we get older, we have to try and sometimes unlearn some yes. things to be able to learn <laughs> and move forward. So that's interesting. But I think you're right, the fact that people are watching leadership today and they are looking for – they're actually looking for strong leadership. They're looking for leadership that's going to give them directions, maybe some vision – because it has been lacking. But I've got a question for you around what you just said before, which was going from the dentistry into motherhood back into your own business and that. What were those transitions like for you? That's a really great question, Dennis. Thank you for touching on that. So a huge part of my story relates to that transformation, to be honest with you. And how that occurred for me is I worked full time up to the point that I had my son the day, very day before I had him. And that was due, the, right, the, day, the, day, the before? day before I had my son. Yes. Wow. Um, not, not necessarily my, my greatest phase, but it was very much a character building foundation in the sense that I did it, even though it wasn't easy. And it was something that taught mm. me the power of mindset, taught me the power of actually putting yourself in that control, regardless of what you know, circumstances you find yourself in. And so my transformation went from being a full-time you know, team player, all that kind of great stuff 
to all of a sudden full-time stay-at-home parent. And um, through my delivery of my son, I actually dislocated my tailbone. And I ended up with chronic pain for a couple of months afterwards. That's something I had never wow. dealt with. Pain and leadership, pain and parenting, anything like that. Pain is is a thorn that you have to learn to deal with. And that was something that I was not, I wasn't prepared for. And so I think a lot of leaders go through pain management, you know, issues as well. And I, I had a season of depression. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be totally vulnerable with you guys. But what got me out of it was thinking about what made me happiest. And that was the moment I shared with you earlier, actually, was when I was giving selflessly. And so it brought me back to my dentistry days and the convention. And I was like, how can I do that in a virtual space? How can I do that honoring my family, my time, my health, all those great things, right, Dennis? And that led me to starting my own business and really taking leadership in myself first before trying to lead anybody else. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.